Cap Publications, and I'm uh, on the line now with Akron Spears. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you tonight? Good, good. And today's topic is, what inspired you to become a writer? Oh. So, the other question is, what inspired you to become a writer? Well, writing was the skill that made me fall in love with my husband, Robert, originally. I hadn't really done much of it myself. Really? Although I did enjoy, yeah, I enjoyed creating stories for gaming, but I didn't really get into writing itself. I did, you know, sketches and things like that for artistic expression. But when my husband moved out of state for work, I spent a lot of time with him in Ohio. I didn't have more to do at the time, so I took up writing. When I consciously decided to take up the pen, I made a New Year's resolution to get published within the year. So to propel, propel myself forward, I looked for something the very same night right. to submit to. And there was a open call for haiku through Button Tappered Press. So I created two or three haiku before midnight, submitted them, and I moved on with my life. One of the three I submitted got accepted, and it was out in the Haiku for Lovers Poetry Collection for Valentine's Day. So I achieved my resolution by February, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Hey, I didn't expect to achieve my goal so early, so I looked around and went, what can I tackle next? So what did you tackle next? Let's see. I think I went for some of the short stories I was aiming for. The rogues gallery pieces. Right. Between that and the Love at the End of All Things piece, which was another contest piece. Right. So uh but I think I think the short stories came up first. Okay. That and Wolf with Arena. I also stated that one. I went for contest because I found that they pushed me and I was willing to edit which we'll get back into a little later that makes sense actually all right mm -hmm. uh can you tell us about your writing process and to come up with the kernel of an idea the basic concept at the core of a story it's right. either that or i come across something that inspires me to do it another way like you know if i see something in the real world like wow this is so crazy no one would believe it and i want to take a spin on it then I, that might move me but a lot of times it's just what do i want to tackle what's this base idea underneath and that's what i'm building up with from there i ask what needs to happen next with it how should the story get set up to polish that core idea it builds up in layers like a snowball kind of like you're building a snowman and keep rolling it up what are the goals for each of the characters how do they work together how are they cross purposes then i ask what happens when they have an internal issue or an external issue too and that's what makes the character driven stories what makes these characters react and how do they do it how it affects the rest like bowling balls or billiards you know in all the authors i've interviewed you're the only one that i've asked that question for can you tell us about your writing process this blank looks come over their face most of the time and they say well i just have an idea and i go with the flow and i was saying what kind of writing process is that but you've delineated a carefully thought out writing process, right? I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Now, how do you divide the story into beginning, middle, and end? Ooh, that is something you actually have to work out by writing pieces. Right. I'd say the short stories help you because the limit of words 
make you think about it sooner. Mm. It's a little like doing speech pro, uh, That's creation. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because you have that that's beginning, middle, end, how you want to tie it up. It's the same right. process, but we're expanding it out with a story. We're not repeating okay. the point so much, but we are hitting those marks. The short story will let you get your thoughts down. Then getting to little longer versions of it. Some people stay there. They find that that's it. They love it. Others yep. go, okay, I had so much more to say. I had to cut so much. Now start increasing it. See when you've got your beginning, middle, end appearing. You don't always know where your story's going, and that's okay. Right. But there's story beats you're going to feel need to be there, right. and more may come to you as you go along. Take notes. Have your outline. You can adjust these things. They are not written in stone. And if if you have an outline, if you don't outline as you go, keep track of what you're doing so you can find who was in what chapter, what were their names, what was the main acts going on. So wow. you know, you don't have to search the whole document every time. Yep. Then as you come up on the conclusion, you're going to have a point where you're wrapping that story up. You've seen it in movies enough time. You know when the feel is coming up. Try to find something that gives that sense of satisfaction at the end. Not just it drops and it ends, but a closing line that uh, is like seeing the decorations on top of the cake. Right. Yes, the cake is fine. It's got icing. It's lovely. Everything's there. But when you put that finishing touch to it, it feels satisfying. And that's what you're aiming for. Not just an ending, but a pleasant ending. When they shut the book, you want your reader to go, ah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've got another number of authors that write tremendous amount of short stories. They write very few novels. Mm -hmm. So I'm amazed by your answer. Yeah. All right. How do you develop your characters and their stories? Well, I often look up names based on the traits I want the character to have. Really? Yes, yes, absolutely. A lot of my gaming characters started that way. Right. So I keep in mind who they are based on their name. And I just carried it over. Alternatively, a name will come to me and I'll put it in and later I'll discover it has meaning. The weird thing for me, though, is I cannot change a name in a story without the character changing. Really? Sometimes I can't even continue the writing. Oh, that's so odd. It, it's really, something really odd. But I had to change it. It has to be at the end of the tale. So you I a lot of importance on your names, don't you? It's a lot of importance. I spent a lot of time on it going, why? Why can't I continue? That's It's dumb. But for my brain, the associations with those words changes the character's personality. The change of personality changes what the roots they take. And I finally went, oh, that's what's going on. You know, when I used to write a lot, I don't <laughs> now write, but I... Um, to come up with characters' names, I look mm -hmm. at the library, right? Mm -hmm. And the characters' names based on whatever book I liked, whatever backbone. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> I... It's valid. You can flip open a phone book in the old days. I know, and I look know. At those. And I, I'll play with a fantasy name generator like I was going through forces. I was trying. I had to find something that came to me because I didn't like the ones being generated, but it gave me more ideas of what I didn't want. And push me toward the thing I did want. Baby name uh, books or programs online are fantastic. 
Now that fast generator is really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Does it work? Yeah, they're pretty good, really? but they're going to fall in a certain pattern. You're going to see that depending on how intensive the person who built the generator was, they, they may be a lot of repeating on the, the lines. Yeah. Others are, you won't see a repeat for a long time. So they're inspiring. They'll help you. They'll still get you on the right path. Uh, name generators for different genres, right? Mm -hmm, they oh, do. See, they do? All kinds. Yeah, I've seen sci-fi. Yeah, they're updating the really? thing. Yeah, the one I went to was doing some for Fortnite or one of the other games. It's like, you want to make character names? So they, they created a generator for it. I'm like, oh, well, good on them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. That's easy, though. It's a really easy way to generate names. Yeah. Somebody loves their games and appreciates other people and wants to help. Them. Oh, my God. All right. What um, To get back on track, what challenges have you faced as a writer? And um, how have you overcome them? I would say submissions and rejections are a staple for authors. The best thing you can do is to read what the publisher wants, give them the story that fits those requirements and send it in the format they're asking for after that file it in a notebook or on a program with the date you submitted it what it was and when you should expect to hear back wow don't sit there and chew your fingernails off waiting for the response move on start a new thing get your mind off of it it takes time for them to read it and it's got to go through tears quite often the important thing to remember though is Publishers want to publish books. They are your friend. They yep. want to love yours. Help them love your book. Follow the format. Stay positive. But if you take the time, you'll find they're on their side. They're waiting to make your book a reality. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But uh, if you're an author that's in a rather lengthy novel, okay. send it to one place and you got to wait for them do you start another project immediately? Uh, I would recommend it. If not, then give yourself a rest break between it. If you're a little burnt out because you've spent so much time with it, there's a mourning process when you finish out a book. A lot of people feel yeah. it down. Yeah. So reward yourself. It's important to take some time for self-care. Refresh your mind. Myself, I go to a completely different project most of the time. Kind of a palate cleanser. Right. So that my mind has something new to work on. And then when it comes back to the other stuff, if I'm doing a series, then it's like, oh, okay, I'm ready to play with these characters again. Really? Mm. Do you write a short story in between novels or? Whatever I can manage. Uh, depends on what opportunities are there. Because sometimes there's, again, the contests, which are great. Right. Uh, sometimes I get invitations. There's a lot of stuff. Once you get into the writing sphere, you start building up a reputation with other authors where they see that you're actually writing. You'll get people asking, do you want to do this with me? Uh, did you hear about this? There's open calls over here. You will get all kinds of options appearing for you. Wow. I never thought of that, actually, but yeah. Yeah, that could be, right? Mm -hmm. so, so what themes do you explore in your writing and why are they important to you? It's a difficult question for most authors to answer. 
really because they don't I find this one hard too. Yeah. One of the things that comes up with the Paladin series is believing in something greater than yourself. They right. give the faith over to their God and trust their lives to this divine who manifests in powers granted to them when they're aligned properly in service, but those powers can disappear when they fall out of favor or don't align properly. When they are in that space where their will and their God's will are the same. Okay. Kind of like the meditation idea, you're being one with the universe. Well, you can have that thing of, uh, I am in this flow of doing the will of my God or my goddess. Right. I am doing what the divine wants of me. And when I am there, I know I, I am not in the wrong. I am on the path set before me. No water, no matter what's in front of me, I can believe that I will come through or nothing will happen to me that is not the will of my divine. Right. So, and I like this theme because it allows a person to face great difficulties and bounce back again. So Devin goes through this and he starts explaining to Mirabel how that faith is for him, what makes him believe. And right. now we're going to see in the current one some very heavy testing of that faith. Is that why that's important to you? And while it's important to me, I I personally feel that way about life. Right. As well, I, I do believe there's more to life than just the here and now. And everyone's allowed their own, you know, feelings of it. Right. I'm I'm fine with anybody who's an atheist. I'm fine with people with other beliefs as long as we can all agree to just sit around and have PB and J and and shoot the breeze nicely. Yep. Yep. But for my life, my reality is this happens. It's amazing. It's not constant though. You it's like the tides rolling in and out. You're, it's very hard to find that point where you're just balanced. It's very hard to find the divine will, isn't it? Yes, yes. But when you're in that moment, the peace of it, the joy of it can be, oh, I, I shouldn't say indescribable since I'm an author, but uplifting in ways you never imagined. That too makes sense. It does. Another one is love. It's a huge theme in the Falden series. Understanding yourself in order to understand what you need in a partner is a core essence in the tales. Right. And I we love to the extent we can understand and be honest with ourselves and others. That's another good theme. It's a really mm -hmm. good theme. Now, how do you balance the creative um, and business aspects of writing? This is really hard. Uh, it's one of the hardest things. Yeah. Work-life balance stays in the general lexicon for people for a reason. I've tried doing a seasonal version on writing, so I prefer to travel and do events in the warmer months. I'll try to write during the winter months, but I also find there's a few very big events in the cold months that I am a regular to as much as I can, and there's holidays and things that fall during the cold weather. That yep. may, may. That's true, that's true. So, so other people want some of my time. I've been asked to, hey, reconsider. Let's try and do this in a little more balanced fashion, doing it in small pieces and trying to, way, right? yeah, doing a little more regularly, whether I'm trying to test out 
Will it be the weekends? Is it the weekdays? When is the, and I've had my schedule change again. So now I have to learn what my new functional hours are. What are my best writing hours under the new paradigm I'm working with? But it, it moves, it is still moving. The big thing is to take some time to sit in the chair and try. Even if you get one word further, you one word farther than you were the moment before. Does the creative impulse come at various times for you? Unpredictable times? Ah, uh, predictable there, thing. There were times where it was better. I used to have like a 4 p.m. would be good and around 8 to 10 p.m. was usually fairly good. Okay. But there are other times where I'm like, okay, I have to do this now. And my brain's like, by the way, now I have this great solution for everything. Yep. There's recently I woke up. I was probably dreaming and I woke up and I had a solution to a different problem altogether on another project. I'm like, oh, this works so well. I have to leave soon. How am I going to get this written down? <laughs> so I don't always know but there are certain hours you're going to feel a little more creative or more awake a more lively if you, and uh, if you feel rhythm yeah there, there's a rhythm to it and you know yeah how, how much energy you have after work it might be right after you eat you might have more energy and you might be more sluggish after you eat mm, you've got to learn you and it's okay if it's a half hour run and a two-hour break and a half-hour run again, or if it's an hour-long thing or a three-hour stint, whatever works for you, just try different times a day until you find what works for you. There yeah, is no good. one way. That's good advice, Corinne. Yeah. All right, can you share any tips for aspiring writers? Do your best. Yep. <laughs> any when, practical tips, right? <laughs> oh, oh, this is part of it. it. Honestly, first, do your best. Don't don't send it out half finished. And I, by that, I mean, you reach the end and I wrote it all down. No, no, it is not ready to go. Yep. Go over it with a fine tooth comb. I prefer to read it, clean up uh, any times I have words appearing in succession. I'll have something like bidding and then bid in the next line. Or liked and then liking. Walked. Yep walking yep. your brain is lazy i don't know why but our brains want to just throw the same words down because we're yeah, we're also sorting ideas at the same time so it's continuing to create so it starts pulling the words that it just used that's what i really find happens a lot so first you have to see where is it getting bogged down by repetitive word use if you can misspellings using the wrong word substituting the wrong one in Check, you know, synonyms. Is there another way to say the thing you just said? You may want to tighten it up because it's gotten really long with a lot of descriptors. Well, maybe there's a better overall that will describe it for you. Right. Do those things. After that, go ahead and send it in to a friend or someone else. Read it aloud to them. It's even better. You'll see when the sentences are getting too long because you can't read it evenly. Yeah, read it aloud to a friend, right? I do. Yeah, it, be a really good idea. To a pet. Good tip. If you read it aloud to yourself, you will not catch it. No. It doesn't, your brain does not react the same way to you're hearing right. your own voice. You're still thinking the same thoughts, but when you start reading to someone else, you're like, oh, I want to say it, say it like that to somebody else. 
Yep. You'll completely change what you're doing. But it works, I'm told, by saying it to your pets, too, because the pet is an outside form of your pets? intellect. Yep. One person. Would, works? Yep. They just have the dog listen and like, oh, wait, you know, if, as long as you see them as a listener. I don't know that my chihuahuas have that long an attention span. So you might have to buy some with some treats. Yep. The other thing is first drafts may as well be written in crayon. Don't agonize over the perfect words for right. thing. I have done this. Don't kill yourself. First, you have to get all the words down. Right. Once you have all the words done, then you can embellish. You can clean it up. It is not going to be the same at the end as the beginning. You may even cut an entire chapter that you worked so hard on. Because it's not the start of the story at the end. Wow. Or you may have changed the characters up. It's okay. Just right. Because once you've gone through all the story part and have it down, you can clean it up to the nth degree. Polish away. Right, right. Do you think that, uh, yeah, people aren't necessarily, when you're, you're the writer, you make multitude mm -hmm. of mistakes? That you oh, can't yes. see, that you can't see. You cannot see them. So you have to have an editor go over it, right? And a copy editor, mm -hmm. the end of that. Editors are vital to helping you make it the best it can be. Yep. I also recommend contests, like I was mentioning before, I did a bunch of them. The contests allow you to understand that you need that red ink to make it ready for the marketplace. Right. You don't look at it as my baby, you go, uh, I'm sending my kid into the sports arena and I need them to be able to race i want to make sure they're the best shoes the best jersey and stuff i don't want anything uh like toilet paper stuck to their shoes so make sure your piece has been polished to the best it can be and then give it to the editor the editor will then shine. toilet paper shine. Stuck to shoes I mean, yeah I, I actually i do it as the talent show and sending your kid out with toilet paper yep. on the shoe. you don't want to do it yeah you don't want to do it so absolutely do it to the best you can because the closer it is to marketable, the faster it'll get picked up. That's what oh. they're really looking for. What books or authors have uh, influenced your writing style? Ooh. I'm a fan of Anne McCaffrey, the Dragon Singer trilogy. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, Mercedes Lackey, the Heralds of Baldemar. Right. Paladins and their, their magical horses. They're from D&D &D and Pathfinder as well, but Mercedes Lackey's certainly had her role in all that. Yes. Robin Hobb. Oh my gosh, Robin Hobb. When you see the Mad Ship, I love her cycle of life. Her biology in there is amazing. Yeah. Yep. It really is. I'm a fan of Jim C. Hines and his Goblin series and yep. some of his other ones too. He's one of the people who put me on the path. Having been at PengoCon and looked at our pieces right. and one of the writing thing events he held, uh, I, I love his stuff. Yana Toboso, I'm always a Black Butler fan, always into deep dives on this. I spend too much time exploring the Victorian era these days, <laughs> but it's fun. Now, can like you tell Terry. us about any um, upcoming projects? Are you oh. finishing your book that you're working yes, on? I, I'm currently working on Paladin's Oath, the sequel to Paladin's Honor. And I have outlines for the third in that trilogy as well as a side oh, novel but, currently. Mm, do you there's a lot more. Surprising that you outline them in advance. Well, with like we're discussing the beginning, middle, end on a single book. Right. When you have a larger idea you're doing, you may find that you've got the 
the start and the very end for a larger arc. Sure, sure. So I have what I want it to do by the end, at least I have the notions, and I'm filling in those pieces as I go. What's got to happen because of what I've set up for So you've got a broad over, overview of your novels, right? Those, mm -hmm. At least a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's you, interesting. You want to be able to fit as much foreshadowing as possible. So oh, if you yeah. have at least some idea where that ultimate end is, it doesn't have to be have the rest of it. But that ultimate end, you'll know when to drop a few hints of what's going to come. Right. You know, sometime we're going to have to talk about uh, foreshadowing and other writing techniques. I'll do that with you, if you don't mind. That'd be fun. All right. Now, the last question. How do you hope your writing will impact readers? I hope that my books will allow people to understand the world in a different light. Oh, they really? can discover that. Yes, they can discover that life doesn't okay. end with marriage or with kids and that tragedy and difficulty need not steal your happiness forever. Oh, that's There's nice. always hope. It's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. All right. Well, that ends today's interview. Uh, oh. And but you've got to read uh, Acorn and Spears book, Palin's Honor, because it's very good. It really is. And it's the prequel to her second book, right? Which you'll finish shortly, right? That's right. <laughs> That's a hope anyway, right? It, it's moving along at a decent pace. All right. I'll see you next time, Acorina. Right. Until Take then, care. all right, goodbye. Bye.